Alright everybody, welcome back to a new week of Afterbirth on Rebirth from Four Guys in a Comic with Tappan Nova. Now, we've been off for a couple weeks, real life took over, and for that we apologize, especially to a certain individual by the name of B. Murr. Sir, we apologize that we are not pumping these out fast enough to keep you from the boredom that is work. Yes. So, hopefully this one will keep you entertained for the next hour or so. And uh, we'll try to be more on top of our game going forward, I promise. Just, you know, work and life and stuff happens. In our defense, it um, was one week that we missed. We we got it two weeks ago and then this last week. I think we got it two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah, we did. This is uh this is the one week. But um that being said, let's go ahead and kick things off. This is a really exciting week. Once again, this is going to be a spoiler cast, okay? Yes. If you have not read these titles, sorry. They're out. They're ready for purchase. You should have grabbed them by now, yep. I guess. I don't know. So this is a spoiler cast. Just be fully aware of that. Uh, but kicking off things, we got Action Comics number 969. It's pretty uh, and, uh, getting there. It's an interesting issue, too. Yeah, so uh, we're still on this storyline. I say still like it's been a long time, but it really hasn't. Um, of like, It feels like a Lex Luth. But it's not a no, bad not at all. Line. It's cool. Like I've, I like the sort of uh, cosmic aspect to it. Um, kind of taking Superman back to his like Silver Age adventures of going to other planets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're still on this dark, uh, Lex Luthor is the future dark side, uh, storyline with Zayd and Lakal. Very interesting. One of them's like Zayd, like that's, you know, I'm sure there's maybe someone on this planet called Zayd and the other guy's Lakal. Um, kind of a weird difference in names there, but, but this yeah. issue though, it's kind of cool. You actually get to learn uh, a little That's bit right. about Lacall right. and what happened to him and why he's, you know, sort of the way that he is, the god slayer, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I liked... Um, okay, so first off, I just want to say, obviously, Dan Jurgen's still writing uh, Patrick Zerker artwork. Oh, for the most part, beautiful was really artwork. good. Beautiful artwork. Yeah, beautiful yeah. artwork. Um, but yeah, um, I, I do... I did enjoy the little Lacall background here just because... I mean, we really had no idea who he was and there was no motivation to sort of, you know, a good villain, you sort of have to care about him in a way, you know, he's doing wrong, but at the same time, he's, you've got that small, small soft spot for him. And we do get that here. Uh, Dan Jurgens gives us a nice one with, um, basically this guy's like, I guess, deceased family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like his wife and kid were appears to be murdered or somehow died i guess you would just have to assume that it was you know murder or whatnot um and he kind of swears off and says you know no i'm done with this crap it's never happening again and then uh needless to say that's not the case because well he's here (laughs) trying to kill lex yeah (laughs) he gets called back his his call to quitting was kind of it's kind of weird because it seems like he just wants to quit and like focus on remembering his family and whatnot. And then it's just like, nope, but you know, it's the world's going to end. All right. Well, fine. I guess I have to then. Well, then I suppose. 
I also found this like blind faith in this these orbs that tell the future this old woman who's like oh this will happen and it is said and the orbs have shown it so it must be true um but i like how lex is always like you're wrong you like you can't like i'm innocent until proven guilty like that's gonna like they're gonna care about that like they're like yeah this is an like, america yeah, pal like, this, you talking to the nypd <laughs> i don't care um <laughs> And he, you know, I found it weird. He's like, "Do you know what this symbol on my chest stands for?" It's like, you hate that symbol. I thought that was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but I guess I know it almost makes you wonder: Is Lex trying to turn over a yeah. new leaf for yeah. real, or he's just like, oh, "Superman's gonna come here and he's gonna beat you up, and I'll just I'll get out of here." But um, which could very well happen. Real. But the thing about this is that. You know, the the cliffhanger, I guess, if you will, um, with this issue is it shows Superman going through like this portal or whatever to get to where Lex and Zane and the call all are, and you see him go through it, and then he comes out the other end, and he's just like, I have to save Lex Luthor, and flies off, and it's like, oh, snap. Of course. How, how many times in the past have you seen... Yep. Superman wanting to go save Lex Luthor, and the next uh, the next issue is going to be titled "The Enemy of My Enemy," which, if you guys know, is also my friend. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting arc. I think yeah. I'm I'm really enjoying Mr. Dan Jurgens, and you know, we all know that you're a huge Superman fan, um, and I have said you know a lot in the past that he's never really a appealed to me uh but i was even telling my wife the other day like my wife gives a shit <laughs> but i was telling my wife the other day too i said uh you know I was like, i've been reading a lot of superman lately and you know with the rebirth and action and whatnot and i was like i'm really starting to like him as a character now like i almost want to go back and read some other stuff like he's starting to appeal to me more now once again, she just looked at me like uh, she she could she could care less. But I needed to tell yeah, yeah. somebody. Damn it! Like it was it was exciting to me to to be like I really want to go back and read you know older Superman. Should, yeah, which Dan Jurgens exactly. also did a lot say, of. So. If you want a little stepping stone, that's a good place to start. Is just go and read his older stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm really 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 enjoying it. Um, Maybe we can try to get Dan Jurgens on the podcast sometime soon. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, Oh, you know what? This is a Rebirth podcast. Let's announce this. I was going to curse. Let's announce it right now, all right? Coming up on the podcast in January, um, we're working out a date as to when we'll actually record. It'll probably be mid-January. But we are getting none other than Mr. Liam Sharp. Yes. Uh, on our on the Four Guys podcast, not on the Rebirth right, episodes, right. but on our normal every Saturday podcast, uh, it's official. We've been in talks with Liam, and he's agreed, and he's going to come onto the pod, and we're gonna we're gonna talk some Wonder yeah. Woman, and uh, I think he's gonna have, from the sounds of it, might have some announcements Fantastic. for us. And uh, yeah, no, it's coming. gonna be a good time. I, mean, I remember asking him yeah, way back been, when, and 
back in now August, I go think. Through the, no, now July. you gotta go through the publicity and all that jazz. So yeah, you gotta go through that. I guess which we is know who to DC ask. Media. I guess we know who to ask for Dan Jurgens, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what i was getting at so the mr uh mr publicity for dc will be getting more yes. emails um i'm also in the process actually of trying to set up a couple other interviews with them as well yeah may as well uh yeah. fingers crossed uh you know we've had steve orlando on the podcast before we reached back out to steve he's also agreed to come on sometime in the future in the in the very near future um you know to discuss justice league versus suicide squad and the j uh the new JLA book he's going to be doing and and all that. So that'll be exciting. Um, We also, I'm Robert Venditti has also agreed to come onto the podcast. Um, I spoke with him over the weekend. Yes. I spoke, I I spoke with uh, Mr. Venditti over the weekend and uh, I, I asked him, I said, you know, Hey, are you, we're huge, huge fans of, of what you're doing right now. And we would, you know, love to have you on. And once again, we got to work with DC publicity, but, um, you know, Robert Venditti is going to be coming onto the podcast. Uh, Sam Humphreys at one has also agreed at one point, but said, you know, once again, you got to go through the, the media that is DC. Um, so we're going to have be having Sam Humphreys on. So for those of you guys that are big Rebirth yeah. fans, we're uh, we're trying to run the gamut right now, yeah. all right? Me and Nova are trying to get all the DC guys. If we're real lucky, maybe we can get James Tinian and Greg Rucka on. Or Joshua Williamson. Oh, dude. <laughs> Joshua Williamson told me a few months ago that he would do it. He probably doesn't oh, remember this. But he's like, oh, we'll have to work out a time in the future, and then I would just we got to. But that's gotta okay. Get all these screenshots from Twitter, send them in that publicity email, and just be like, they said yes. We just need to set it up. That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's what we need to do. Maybe get some Tim Seeley on. That would be fun. Dan Abnett. King, maybe. Oh, oh, Tom <laughs> King, sir. All right, let's start. Uh, sir, we do need to sleep after this, and if I keep thinking about all these yeah, potential interviews. True. <laughs> it will never happen so anyways that's just a sneak yes. peek into what's to come in 2017 uh with four guys in a comic so be sure that you guys are listening to us every saturday we, we'll be pumping out some good uh quality interviews for all of you and me and nova real excited for for all the rebirth Absolutely. guys but moving on in the world of rebirth um what do you want to talk sir what, what are you in the um, mood to discuss i feel like talking about some fast people let's do some, some flash. flash flash number 12 the number 12 all right reminds me um just real quick side note for anyone interested out there deluxe editions have been announced and are available on amazon for pre-order if that's your thing anyway um i'm gonna collect like 12 to 13 issues each kind of cool oversized um but anyway moving on i just saw flash and flash is one of the books that has been uh, announced to be coming out in that format but anyway flash number 12 um written by none other than joshua williamson art by mr john felice i think is how I, how i'd say it anyway he sa- sounds like an italian kind of name felice. sure or we'll we could s- that. like try and like west westernize it and call it gian felice um <laughs> Gian Felici, 
to the desk, please? <laughs> the doctor will Gian see Gian Felici. All right, but anyway, we just butchered that poor man's um, name. So we got the end to this, like, shade arc, um, which we left off last time with, like, the big reveal that Iris and this dude's wife, whose name I completely forgot now, Hope? Hope. Yeah, I was Hope. thinking that, but I wasn't sure. But, yeah, they're like... I always wanted to call her Opal, but no, Opal it's Hope. would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it starts off with like a flashback that reminds me of like Barry and Wally as well. When he was training Wally as Kid Flash, where he's like, you just vibrate really fast and you can go through this wall. And the old wall, like old Wally back in way back when in like the 80s or something, just like smash right into the wall. But this one's like, nah, you think I can do that? You're just going to make me smash into that wall. So he doesn't end up trying to do it. <laughs> kind of a nice yeah. homage yeah, though great. a nice yes but he so he okay so let's fast forward a little bit here because you know time is money money's time is so asleep flash, so time um is, uh, permitted boom they're now in yeah. the shadowlands all right they're which where we left off they were in the shadowlands when we left off what nova was discussing was the flashback um and so this is the final arc as he was saying um, and they get swallowed up in all these, like, shadow yeah. monsters, I guess you could say. It almost reminds me of the darkness, really. Um, so they get swallowed up in these shadow monsters, and Flash tells him, you know, Barry says, hey, do your little vibrate thing, and you'll phase through them. But uh, that's yeah. not quite what happens. He he tries to vibrate and uh, actually blows them he's up. Too. He disintegrates he's got, them. He's got, like, slightly different powers. Yeah, 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 and he even tells Barry, "Ooh, so I can teach you a thing or two. He's getting, he's getting a little big yeah. for his britches. I like, um, I like how there is that whole thing where he sort of stops time and. Oh yeah, they yeah, they have their talk. their little character interaction. It is like a nice, a really nice bonding issue for them as well. Even though they're, you know, in the middle of this like complete consumption of darkness. Mm. But yeah, um, I will say. I was slightly, slightly disappointed in the uh, resolution to the uh, antagonists in this arc. I mean, the Iris thing, they're just sort of like, yeah, we'll just, we'll pull her out. And Shade just like, Mr. Shade, whatever his name is, just talks to, talks to Hope and just like grabs her hands and that's it. But I mean, I, I don't know how else I would have ended the arc, so... Can't uh, can't can't blame Joshua Williamson too much there, but but he does say this is my punishment, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm showing you what darkness truly is," and so you don't know what's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden they all kind of fucking snap yeah. out of it, and and all's all's well again well, in Central great. City. They're like, we need to vibrate really fast and, and collide so we can like just create this huge like light something i don't remember the exact explanation they're like it's, it's like the equal to human torch going yeah, nova like, basically like, like i have a better idea while he's like i have a better idea than running into each other fist pump it's like crack a boom yeah that was uh it was awesome that was cheesy it. but it was great it's just funny so f- yeah no it was it it was cheesy <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. in a good way it wasn't like, oh, what the hell? It was, it was cheesy, but in a good way. Um, now, the very towards the very end of this, it gets a little bit more interesting. Because um, yeah, Shade, yeah, 
is leaving with his wife and says something to Barry about, you know, oh, say goodbye or whatever to your wife for me. Yeah, yeah. And Barry's like, well, we're 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 we're, we're not married. We're, we're not even we're we're not even dating. And then and then like as Shade like goes away, he just says, "Oh, my mistake." And you're like, "Oh, shit." And then uh, you know, then you flash forward another page or two and Barry knocks on her door and basically asks Iris so out on a date. So what was the conclusion with the Jessica Cruz thing? <laughs> We we're just ignoring that. We we ignore anything that Brian Hitch does does not count in continuity. Like Justice League is its own book, its own universe. All right, that's what we've decided. Justice League is its own freaking hey universe. I'm hooking up with Iris, that that's uh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that needs to happen. Not Jessica Cruz. If anything, let Jessica Cruz hook up with Simon. They have like this yeah. weird relationship, flirty thing going on, but yeah, um, pretty good issue. And uh, they didn't really, he didn't really sort of leave any tidbits for what may happen in the next arc. So I guess it'll be like, uh, you know, all new, all new everything in the next issue. Other than well, Barry and I mean, Iris, or uh, if he gonna if get he does, it like, six issues of that, I, I don't know how much, uh, how how highly I'm gonna be speaking of this title in the near future. Yeah, I, I try yeah, have faith. Yeah, Joshua sure. Williamson's the man. Not, I have faith. I'm not doubting that. So, we talked about quick people. Um, we can talk... Uh, well, everyone's going to be mm-hmm. slow in comparison, but I mean... Um, how about we do Red Hood? All right. Mr. Scott Labdell, who we've actually had on the podcast, and we've had on a Rebirth podcast. He basically said i want to be here when you guys review my yeah. next book and we were like well we're really enjoying it which we are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't just making that up but uh he really wanted to be here to see what we thought it was like genuine so we had him back on and we all discussed now, red hood and the um, outlaws just random question because i don't remember the details he wasn't a publicity interview was he he's just sort of like yeah let's do it Nope. He's like, yeah, he's like, let's do the damn thing. Yeah, Scott, I've decided Scott Liddell no, no. just does not He doesn't care. read the continuity. He's, he's just, just like doing his own thing, but it seems to work. Yeah, he's doing his own thing. Oh, yeah. it works oh, yeah. wonderfully. This is a, a really fun issue. I mean, he's just, he's he's doing a great job on this book, and it has a very special place in the Rebirth um, lineup for me. Yes, it, it truly does. And Dexter Soy's art. He's beautiful, it. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, so um, it's like the penultimate issue to this, uh, I guess, the get-together of this unlikely trio, where... Um, the Outlaw Yeah, the Outlaw Trinity. Trinity. There you go. That's a pretty, that's a pretty solid name. Um, so we got this, like, we got Bizarro, who's uh, got the techno-organic virus flowing through him, controlled by Black Hood. Black Mask, jeez. Black uh, Hood. I was like, sorry "What?" About that brain fart. I got the got the hoods on my mind. Um, but yeah, Black Mask. And um, yeah, it's pretty much just a pretty epic fight scene. This issue. Yeah, it's basically what the entire <laughs> comic <laughs> it's is. True. It's, it's true. It's, it's Artemis and uh, basically. Yeah, and Red Hood taking on Bizarro the entire time. Now. I will say, well, I'll wait till the end because that's more Fair towards enough. the end. Um, 
But you find out that Black Mask is is known all along. Yeah. yeah. About you know Red Hood and what what he's and, up um, to. I will say I know Scott's mentioned when he was on the podcast that he's trying to sort of evolve Red Hood as a character, and you can sort of see it because. There's a part here where he's got Black Mask in his sights and he could literally shoot him in the head and end the whole thing. And he's like, he's justifying yep. it. He's like, finish this. He's the bad guy. You're the good guy. It's simple. And he sees a flashback of Batman who he doesn't like at the same time, but it's it's good to see this like conflict that's sort of um, changing him from just like, oh, shoot first, think later. But um, they find out that like separating Bizarro and Black Mask will weaken the... Um, connection between them the bond um, and then artemis joins in and she's just bringing bringing the the heat i guess jabs yeah, and she's, axe not, she's not worried about batman's uh moral compass or anything nope. like that not but at uh all. yeah i mean i think next issue is the end of the arc it's going to be interesting especially with um with like the it's not really a reveal i just i was interested to see what black mask did at the end there um so this is what made me excited all right so then that towards the end you've basically take out bizarro and now you got red hood taking on black mask um you know at the end of the book and i have not been a fan Right. Of the new look of Black Mask and Rebirth. I thought he kind of looked like an yep. S&M gimp, okay? I don't like the zipper mouth with the weird thing. I was like, that's not that's not Black Mask to me. Like, I want to see, like, the yep. black skull, you know? Like, that's Black Mask. And so, at the end of this book, he rips off the mask, revealing the true black mask that we all know and love. And I got very, very excited to see that. And I think it makes me love this book that much more because I'm getting the black mask that I know and love. Um, I did like, there's one part in here. Well, Artemis in this whole issue is just trying to hold off uh, Bizarro while Red Hood takes care of black mask. And um, there's one part where she's just sort of standing in front of him and just trying to stop him. And and he's like, he's like, what am Red her doing? She's like, me am stopping you. <laughs> it doesn't work that well, obviously, because uh, Bizarro is a beast. But I'm really excited. I, like, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen with these guys because they haven't really started their outlawing yet. Um, no, they're still yeah. kind of forming a team, it so to speak, because they're you know they haven't really got Bizarro yeah, on their a side good yet. Slow burn on the team building. I don't mind it. I know some people maybe aren't like. Well, and this yeah. is only issue well, five too, and this is a monthly comic yeah, on top I of know that. The, the re- new Fifty Two series he did, they were like a team right away. It was just it started off with him. Uh, Arsenal and Starfire just right away on a team going on adventures already but I do like this sort of build up especially because they are like completely unexpected um, I guess allies to come together but yeah I mean solid title still really good I Scott Lobdell's doing great work on it agree yeah, the monthlies are you know maybe for those of you that do pick up the monthlies you'll notice we're not talking about too many of them lately aside from teen titans and red hood 
maybe a couple others. Trinity. Trinity. Uh, um, they're not. I don't know. Maybe it is the monthly aspect of them. They really just need to be that much more interesting in order for me to be like, all right, well, I remember what happened last time. And I'll. Yes, keep going. I, I'm with you on that. Part of me, though, is too, is that Rebirth is just overall as a whole is just so damn good with all these other titles. Like Batman Beyond, for instance, is a monthly title that I freaking love. Teen Titans and Batman Beyond are probably up there, you know, with Red Hood for me. Yep, Titans as well. Like Those are up there with, those are like my top four or five uh, for the monthly titles. Um, And, I mean, everything is just so good. If you're not on top of your game every single book, you're going to fall off. And it's just... It doesn't mean that, that those books are bad or that they're not good. It's just these other ones are just so much yeah. better that in comparison it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's also a couple books, too, that I've realized maybe people are really enjoying, but they're yeah, just we're not, not the target audience. Yeah. Much yeah. like Harley Quinn. For sure. <laughs> That's a prime example. That's a prime example. But, yeah, um... Red Hood's like really good. If, if you're not reading Red Hood, I suggest you check it out. I'm sure. I hope you can pick it up at your shop, um, or I guess wait for the inevitable deluxe edition. But anyway, it'll be a while. Moving on, um, what shall we do? How about you pick this next one? All right, let's just jump into it and save the best two for last. So let's discuss uh, Wonder Woman uh, number twelve. Right, so, overall as a whole, I'm not even just discussing just this main issue, but just as a whole, I still really like Wonder Woman, um, but I feel like it's falling off a little bit for me. I don't get as excited yeah. as I initially did these yeah. last few issues. Um, I'll still read them, I still enjoy them, but it's just, it's it's falling off a little bit. It's, it's, it's kind of in a... And a downward slope right now. I'm waiting for it to ramp yeah, back up. Here. I was gonna say, is it just me or are um, you with me on no, that? No, I'm I'm kinda with you, especially like you met we just mentioned that there are so many other books that are just like I I Balls we'll talk to the about wall probably, every week. probably the last one we talk about, Detective Comics, is where it's just incredible all the time. Um and this wasn't a bad issue, like you said. It wasn't a bad issue, it's just it was, you know, it was good for the most part. It didn't really, like, I didn't, like, open my eyes all the way until, like, the last couple pages, especially that last page. Um, got me really excited. Uh, the artwork's really good. Nicholas Scott, I think this is her last issue on the title because she's going to do Black Hopefully Magic. Hopefully she's, she's going back to, uh, to Black Magic. If she goes goes back to Black I Magic, I'm going to be in heaven. To do together. <laughs> Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott on Black Magic it's is magic. I know it's not like a DC title or a Rebirth title. Oh, really that good. book is good. Yeah. It is. It oh, that book is real good. You want to read a really good Greg Rucka yeah. book? Go grab Black Magic. Um, but yeah, I mean, we see some nice little some bonding between her Wonder Woman and uh, Steve Trevor, young Steve Trevor. He doesn't look like James Hetfield in the just yet. That Not comes yet. in, I guess we'll see it in the next issue, since it will be back five years in the future, whatever it is. But yeah, she's sort of learning English, which I thought was nicely handled. 
um it does sort of like i know a few people that are like immigrants from europe and they do sort of have that you know they you can you understand what they're saying but it's not exactly um grammatically correct or they're missing a few words here or there but yeah this is sort of the issue i guess where greg rucka did solidify that she was bisexual because steve asks her did you leave anyone like someone important and she's like yeah kazia her name is kazia um so yeah i mean i don't know i guess he in the news he said it and it was like a huge uproar oh, they're turning turning wonder woman into a lesbian but here's the thing she grew yeah. up on an island full of women with yeah. no men around period they what have do you hormones. think she's gonna be they have desires common yeah, sense like common sense tells you what she's going to be like come on she does like kind of cute things where she drinks like a coke and she's like uh is very sugary as she just spits it out into her hand and it's just dripping all over the place um so i mean it's a slow burn Uh, i'm sure greg rucka has a long scheme planned here especially with the bi-weekly releasing he's got to sort of drag out these uh these moments uh, we also see like the lasso of truth part she sort of like uses it on these four convicts and it was kind of frightening like this isn't usually how you see the lasso of truth yeah it was uh like, these guys are crying and begging for forgiveness their eyes are like bloodshot and full of fear and it's just you know it's just different but yeah um I'm still liking it. I'll keep reading it. Um, I'm interested. Now, well, well, let's, oh, let, yeah, let's let, spoiler yeah. the end here. This is why this is why I got excited and why I have high hopes that it's going yeah. back up um, in terms of ramping up, uh, which is all of a sudden. Well, she like scribbles out some like yeah, anagram yeah. anagram things, and it's basically it says Aries group, and uh, all of Boom. a sudden. Aries shows up from the very last panel and he's uh holding looks like yeah. Steve Trevor by the neck and is like, Oh, I've been waiting eons to meet you and it's like, yeah. Oh, where are we going with this? And where are we going with this? His, so I mean Aries in well, she was the god of war in the new fifty two. I don't know if she still is in after rebirth, but this is like classic Aries because the one in the new fifty two was like this old man. I don't, I don't think you've read the Azarello stuff, but he was basically an old... He wasn't this, like, badass, mm-hmm. armored... You know, the Ares that you sort of envision when you think of Ares. But, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. And this was, like, just such a great piece of art as well. Really well done. But... Coming into our last two, I guess. Yeah, um, I guess we I'll, two more... I will Two also quickly say, more. I know you didn't read Suicide Squad, but I did just because it had the whole prelude to Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Uh, if you're out there and you're interested in Justice League versus Suicide Squad, but weren't sure if you had to pick this up, don't. Um, <laughs> it's such a <laughs> lie. The prelude is such a lie. I'll spoil it right now. It's basically just Killer Frost being put into Bell Rev. That's it. Nothing else happens. You don't know anything else about why Justice League versus Suicide Squad would happen. They just sort of say Killer Frost is going to be part of the Suicide Squad. There you go. Um, you heard it here. There Problem you, yeah, solved. That's literally it. It's really disappointing. 
save the three bucks and spend it on Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. What? <laughs> did you did you hear correctly that even Rusty yeah. is caught up on He's this book? It. Can you believe that? We got a DC guy, or a Marvel guy, to read yeah. a DC book, and he, not only that, he's yeah. fully if caught he, up on it. Can't get him to read Invincible for nothing, but he's caught up on so this. I would so happy if he got as excited as me at the last page when he reads this issue. Because this last, we're not, we'll get to it, but the last page well, of this issue, I was just... Oh my God. We'll have to ask him uh, First off, I do want to say I'm a little disappointed in the cover. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver's done so much Green Lantern, and his Kyle Rayner just looks really... It looks Liefeldian. Um, oh, I guess he does. Well, like well the, his feet, but his face... I guess I didn't realize face his face and, like, does the look a little off. Arm, back sort of thing that he's got going on. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Not. I, I, I love Van Skyver's artwork, and I'm just nitpicking at this point, because I can do shit better, but... Um, is just it's just the Kyle. The rest of it's actually pretty is pretty great. Just the Kyle sort of throws me off a little bit. But so this was then probably one of my favorite issues of the series today. It wasn't. It was really no. It was. Yeah, you don't think so? This wasn't one of your favorite the issues last of the series two today. Pages were very exciting but aside from that i can't say i was like too enthralled by it i guess oh sir i don't know maybe i was just like super super stoked because there's so much more kyle rayner in it and they brought kyle back as the white lantern i don't know i freaking dug it i really like how they explain green lantern heaven green zone um you know and and Abin Sir's basically like it's like almost like okay it reminds me of like when you hear those tales of people that like claim that they died and they see the light and they meet a loved one and the loved one says like oh it's not your time so they get sent back to life and right. then they come back to life on the hospital operating table or whatever that's what that reminded me of you have like Abin Sir it's like you know oh it's not your time and Hal's like disappearing and he's like whoa, whoa where am I going fair enough I guess that uh, that was it was cool. I like the whole. F- I guess it's showing how badass White Lanterns are. I mean, of all the things they could do now, they can basically say, "Hey, you know what? If you still kind of sense your power, I'm just gonna just pull you out of here." Um, yeah, like straight up. I did like up. some stuff like uh, when he, um, Hal's talking to some of the people inside, and he's he talks to. Uh, I think her Katma's her name, uh, who is John Stewart's lover, and he's like, yeah, he's doing good. You know, he doesn't think about you because it hurt him so much, or he doesn't talk about you because it hurts him so much. And she's like, oh, be just be there for him. Or he talks to uh, uh, Tomar Ray, whose son is now part of the Green Lanterns, and he's like, he took my ring. Oh, mm-hmm. if only he knew how proud I was. That was kind of like great stuff just to get. Um, and this was, yeah, this is one of those books it's that hits you in the feels, all right? Yeah. If you if you have emotions or any type of affection towards the Green Lanterns, this yeah, is especially the book that hits you in the feels. I'm a pretty big uh, Hal Jordan fan, so just seeing everyone, like, once again, you know, just sort of saying, like, you, we need you to get back to it, and everyone's just got this connection to him. It's really good stuff, and um, 
I do like, it's great that the Green Lantern Corps, there's so many of them in there, but it just sort of feels like you kind of know, so, like, some of the, like, you know a lot of them that you would be surprised, you know, to realize, oh, I didn't, you know, Tomare, oh, his son, his dad's in, is dead and all this stuff. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling because I'm scrolling down to the last few pages. Um, <laughs> and so we know the Green Lantern Corps is stuck in this uh, this bottle. The Brainiac bottle. Brainiac bottle. <laughs> and the Brainiac mentions um, he's talking about some kind of collector. He's like, the collector's going to be really happy with this like light show because they were all lighting up the, the little bottle city they're in. He's like, the collector's going to like this light show. Mm. Who's the collector? The grand collector. <laughs> None other then uh, it's Larflees. We were wondering we were wondering where he was and, a couple uh, weeks ago. And uh mm-hmm. now we know. There he is, collecting all the lanterns. Now it's interesting because the next arc it looks like it's gonna be called Greed Rules. So uh it's obvious that I'm thinking he's gonna be kind of the main the main baddie in this next arc, which yeah. I love. Anything yeah. with Larflees in it is great. He's... I don't know why I love Larflees so much, but I do. He's entertaining. He almost reminds me of, like, a monster-looking yeah, version yeah. of Smeagol. Yeah, he's... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's entertaining, <laughs> but precious. he also has these moments where he's genuinely frightening and creepy. Like Smeagol, who would just have these yes. really disturbing moments where it's like wow um it's really but he's also larfley yeah. is also super powerful unlike smeagol um so i mean it's it's always great now yeah. that he's got all this stuff too it's just it's crazy he's like the new brainiac it's insane i guess i'm just wondering why is i mean maybe we'll find out but i guess my question is is why is brainiac yeah. collecting that's what i want to know it could Larfleys. be a grand scheme turns into like, a huge Brainiac epic. Because, I was going to say, because I would think Brainiac's a little bit smarter <laughs> yeah. than Larflees. So, I mean, there's the got to be something sort of going orange, on. So, maybe you got infected somehow, but that's still, like, it's difficult to imagine. Um, since Brainiac's, like, a 15th well. level intellect or whatever they rate this stuff, he's, like, he's in the top five. But anyway... Really good stuff. Still one of the... Quickly rose to, like, one of the best Rebirth titles, the Hal Jordan book. Um, I wasn't too excited about it going into Rebirth, but, man, it's one of my most anticipated. Speaking of which... Agreed. Last one of the week. Batman Detective Comics, number 946. Um, written, of course, by James Tiny in the fourth... Artwork by the spectacular Eddie Barrows. Um, he's just incredible. I love Eddie Barrows. Uh, and it starts off with a flashback of basically Tim and Bruce like setting up a new a new base. And it was just really great to see them talking because you can see the balance that Tim brings to Batman where Batman's like, oh, I got to worry about the criminal on the street. And Tim's like, oh, we need to bring together lots of people and we need to do it you know be a more proactive team and sort of spread out and we could be anywhere at any time if we build this monorail system and um, we could have people here 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 so we don't have to worry about racing across the city 
Um, so it was a really nice character moment, and you know, Batman thanks Tim, which is kind of a rare thing. Um, but uh, the pace quickly changes because, of course, Tim is uh, MIA slash dead. We get some am- amazing Eddie Barrows artwork, just like this whole book was like two page spreads of just it's kind of annoying yeah which for digital purposes made it difficult to read but uh yeah doesn't take away from the art the only thing i will say is i don't know how i feel about batman's cape almost looking feathery at times it's a bit odd that that kind of bugs me oh, a little like, bit but other than yeah, that like yeah no awesome that keep awesome aside work. like there's there's a panel here where he jumps through a window and it's just the best batman jumping through a window <laughs> i think i've ever seen in my life and there's a lot of those um but yeah they sort of split up and everyone takes a floor and they all they each take down one of the uh victim syndicate people so Batman's taking uh-huh. down that red guy, the first victim. Clayface, Clayface does, you know, pretty smart guy. For someone whose brain is falling apart. Clayface takes face, on, yeah. was it Mudface or and whatever? He just, like, gives her that wrist device that can let him shape himself to human form. So he gives it to her, and I guess if it's not uh-huh. a DNA match or something, I don't remember the details, but it, like, shocked her and knocked her out. Um, we also find out what that whole Tim talking to Stephanie thing was about. Turns out it was just some weird, really odd, like, clay model, life model decoy. So it's just like, a, it's just a clay version of oh, him yeah. that she can talk, yep. talk and vent to. It's kind of weird. A um, little bit. So my thing is, when are we getting yeah. back into the whole Tim thing? Because that crap blew us away, and then there's yeah. really been nothing since. Like it's just kind of like, here's this major revelation. All right, burn. now we're done. Like you don't get any more. <laughs> like it's a very slow burn. It's like, it's like the whole thing with that we were going on about with like action comics and stuff and Batman. You know, like. Who's this other Clark Kent? What is this other Clark Kent all about? I can't wait to find out. They hint at it, hint at it, hint at it. And then they're like, all right, we're just done discussing that for right now. We'll come back to that later. I'm like, (laughs) tell me now. I'm an impatient bastard. I need to know what's going uh, on. I'm I'm just hoping, I mean, I I can survive the wait. I just hope it's worth it. That is what it will come down to. But I have, I have faith. Yes. Um, I guess if if James Tynion can keep putting out good enough stories where I'm, you know, I'm not... If he stops bringing up Tim so often, maybe, I won't be like, well, you you show this flashback. Now, can you show me what's going on right now with him? Yeah, give us a hint, something. Either give the hint or just sort of make us forget that that... Not forget, but just sort of distract us from all that, that, you know, the fact that that did happen. But yeah, I mean, they take down this crime syndicate. Um, pretty cool stuff. But uh, it turns out this uh, this Tim decoy must have brainwashed uh, Mrs. Stephanie Brown. Spoiler. Because um, she drops in and drops the bomb on Batman. Honestly, she's a bit ambitious, if you ask me. Um, and I think... 
I think it's a bit of a misleading spoiler because she jumps in and she's like, oh, I think I'm the only one who can fix this world, Batman. You're doing it all wrong. And it sort of looks like she's going to try and take them down, but I mean, let's, that's pretty ambitious. I, I'm pretty sure it's just a, an intimidating panel just to sort of make you think otherwise, but I'm sure she'll just talk to him. And that's what that's what'll happen. But yeah, um yeah. good book, of course, as always. Probably uh I can't choose between this or Superman, which one's my favorite rebirth title at the moment. But either one of those. Um but yeah, overall pretty solid week. Again, we didn't talk about Birds of Prey, Superwoman, Supergirl. New Superman. New Superman Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. I mean Maybe at some point we might have to try that again and see <laughs> is this is this simple enough to enjoy and not just you know concentrate to follow along. But anyway, I'm just rambling and speaking out of uh, until I run out of breath. But um, yeah, if you enjoy those books, uh, good on you. And um, maybe let us know. Hit us up on Twitter uh, at Four Guys in a Comic if you think the books have picked up and you didn't like them like we did but now you do let us know and we'll uh we'll definitely give them another chance uh or hit us up on facebook just search up four guys in a comic on facebook we are now uh hopefully going to be much more active on youtube as well um i've yeah so i'm just gonna try and you know i i collect all these cool hardcovers and stuff um if I guess if you're listening to this, you like DC. So the Absolute Infinite Crisis came out a couple weeks ago, and I've got an overview of that on there. If you want to look at it, um, observe it, admire it, as uh, I do every day since I've owned it. And um, yeah, hopefully Rusty gets back to his questing. I know Tap will do unboxing for uh, whatever geek, yeah, geek whatever fuel. geek merchandise he gets, and uh, potentially more hardcovers in the future. I should have another one. Oh yeah, yeah. I I do have some hard covers that I could definitely do. I just need to take some uh, some Ooh. tips from the master over here on how to do it properly. properly Maybe I'll redo some yeah. and repose. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you could. I mean, I know Tap's been reading. This is a DC Rebirth podcast, but I know he's been reading Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four. Maybe he'll have some time to. Oh lordy. Issue 588 of the Fantastic Four wow. made me cry. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Have you you've read it? Made me cry. Yeah. That 588. 588 is the one with the uh, the one is after Johnny dies, where they're like showing how the, all of the Fantastic Four and Spider Man uh, and stuff right, are right. all those, handling Johnny's death. Those are tough issues. to it get through. It was just so powerful. Yeah, those are God, it was can powerful. be tough issues to get through, but um, that one was. That one was definitely really well done. But yeah, I mean, uh, check that out on YouTube. Just four guys in comic as well. Spaces between each word, I believe. And um, yeah, um, great ways to contact us. If uh, I think Tap may have a word from a sponsor for us. Uh, yeah, I do. So for those of you guys that do like collecting trades and whatnot, check out a new blind box service called Comic Bento. Comic Bento is a complete blind box service that's going to send you over $50 worth of trade paperbacks every single month. What do you pay? $20 a month if you sign up from month to month. 
plus shipping. Now, it even gets cheaper if you sign up for a three-month, six-month, yearly subscription, etc. The good news is if you do only go month to month because you're like, ah, I'll try it out for this one month. Let's see how it goes. Great news. Click on our little link that we have subscribed. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our Twitter page. It's all You can easily find it. Access that. Click on that link. You're going to get 15% off of your first month subscription. Okay? So you're only going to be paying, like I think it's like $17 or something like that for your very first month. And you're going to receive over $50 in trade paperbacks. Not only that, but once a month, they have what they call their Mega Bento Winner, where that person not only gets the normal box of the month, they're also going to receive an even bigger box with additional books. Um, and usually the Mega Bento Box are books that are more sought after. Um, whereas the regular box, you're going to get everything from Marvel and DC all the way down to Blue Juice Comics. You're going to get, uh, you know, one or two really well-known titles, and then you're going to probably get one or two titles that maybe you've never heard of. Doesn't mean they're not good, though. I have actually found some of the best books I've ever read that way. Uh, things I'd never even heard of, and I was like, oh, what's this? It blows me away. Uh, Lock and Key, for instance, was one of those books. I had no idea what Lock and Key was. I had never heard of it. Picked it up. Blew me away. Probably by far one of my all-time favorite comic books that has ever existed. I'm actually very excited for some of the upcoming uh, one-shots. Now, that being said, go... What are you waiting for? Sign up today. ComicBento.com. Or just click on our link and save yourself 15% on your first month's purchase. I guess that'll wrap up this week's Rebirth. Um, hopefully we'll be <laughs> good uh, good podcasters and get the next week's one out as well when that time comes. Uh, we did, we, yeah, we'll we did miss talking we about the um, last issue of Batman and whatnot, but I guess we'll touch upon that next week. Um, until next time, you stay classy, Internet. The power is yours.